This is the Legacy Lineup. I'm your host, Ren Lawwell. Once again, back here at my house with a couple of buddies. One of them uh, has been out for a while. He's my partner and my co-host, James Ivan Barnett III. You're back, Jimmy. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. It's good to be back. I know I, I took a, a furlough for a while, so I've been furlough. gone for a minute. Yeah, you, you, you've had some uh, major life events happen since you uh, have been off air. Uh, you want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah, uh, my wife and I, um, as I've said on previous podcasts, we were expecting a baby. He came about three weeks early. He was born on October 23rd at 5.06 p.m. Uh, Jackson Bradley Barnett made his entrance, man. He's seven and a half pounds and 19 and three quarters long. He's healthy, happy. She's doing good. and Got a full uh, head of hair as well. So He's, he's got, got a full head of hair. Looks, hair. looks just like me when I was a baby. Um so, yeah, we're happy, man. It's, it's crazy to bring a kid into this world and, you know, all of a sudden you're expected to take care of it. So it's an awesome feeling, though, and we're very happy and thankful, and it's, it's just been a great thing. Also, uh been working on getting your house sold. You got that sold, so. Um... Yeah, we, we closed on our house Monday, so we'll, we'll uh, be looking for our next adventure here. So hopefully we figure that out soon, and, you know, hopefully we're in something by Christmas so Jackson gets to have his first Christmas at the new house, so. We'll see what happens, though. We got some stuff in the works, and hopefully we're able to get that finalized before Christmas. Awesome. Um, so glad to have you back, as obviously. Uh, it's been a while. I had a couple episodes uh, without you. And then we got B.J. Allen back. I figured, you know, what the heck. You, you Might as well throw me in one. It's been Three times, four times, I don't know. You're, you're, you're definitely our most uh, – I'm a side guest. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you've been here more than anybody else as far as episodes go, so – uh, but you're back today, uh, and I figured, you know, we're all over here to watch UFC 268, I believe, here at my house tonight. So I figured, why not do an episode of the podcast and get it out, because it's been about three weeks since the last one we got out with, with Jared Haynes. So we're back. Um, so let's just kick it into gear here, um, Ohio State football. Let's start off with the Buckeyes. Um, we got a win over Nebraska today on the road. Uh Ugly game. Uh, didn't look like, you know, maybe you expected it to look. Uh, as far as, you know, Nebraska's at, what, a 3-6 and six team at this point. Um, but uh, they have played teams very tough all year. You know, they, they uh, lost by three to Michigan State. They lost by three or four to Oklahoma. And then they also lost by three to Michigan. So, in a game that they should have won, they should have beat Michigan. So. And I believe all of their losses were within seven points, I yeah, believe. So they're a good defensive football team. Offensively, they're not as strong, but. Right, right, yeah. And, I mean, you know, Ohio State obviously coming off a win, a, a close win against Penn State last week. Um, you know, we're expected – we kind of expected them maybe to bounce back offensively a little bit, look, you know, kind of back to normal, um, you know, that they had looked in the previous four weeks. But starting to see some areas of concern, I think, you know, on this team on the offensive side of the ball, which I didn't think would be a concern. What do you think, BJ? Yeah, man, it's – it's. We can't seem to put it together fully for one week. I I don't know. Until we do that, I'm going to be worried every week. But but it just in the beginning, you know, our defense they had a lot lot of things wrong, and you know, a lot of fans were mad about and everything. And they corrected those. And I think now I read something about us being a top, I think top five defense since then since we corrected those problems in the country. But you know, until you can be a complete team, you know. The only complete team I really see – actually, I honestly, I don't think there's really any complete teams in college football right it's now. It's kind of a weird year. Yeah, Every team's year. got its flaws. There, right. Any team's beatable on any given mm-hmm. night. I mean, And that's the Georgia. thing I was talking to Combs about earlier because, you know, he's, he's coming over here later as well. Um, but he, he was talking about – you know, we are talking about the playoffs and 
I was like, you know, I want to see these improvements. And he, he said, you know, I don't even know if you know this team's good enough to make the playoffs this year. But I don't, you know, with Georgia, who you know, is the number one consensus number one team in the country, their offense isn't that good. I mean, they mm-hmm. their offense is is average. I would say their defense is elite. But I don't think there's a team that's just so dominant that can beat anybody, you know, hands down. Like like you've seen in the past with Alabama and Clemson yeah. and. You know, those powerhouses. It, it kind of looked like Ohio State reverted back to weeks one through th- two right. or three these offensively. Last two uh, defensively, they've obviously improved every week, mm-hmm. but these last couple it, weeks, I, they've It also makes back. me wonder. I mean, C.J. Stroud, um, who he's had an up-and-down year. I mean, he's had some great moments. He's also had some pretty bad moments. But he is a retro freshman. Yeah, it's obviously. normal. I mean, he's young. I mean, but, you got to you know, think he's a kid. But, it makes me wonder if he's still battling that. The injury that he supposedly was rested for because, I mean, he's he's making some mistakes. You know, some of the throws aren't as accurate as he's been the last several weeks. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe he needs some rest, which he's not going to be able to rest I, because we're going to Purdue next week. Yeah. And it's – What we've know. seen tonight, that's going to – that's Right. Whew, Purdue just game. knocked off Michigan State. Yeah. Which They're going to be a top 15 team. Just watch that. They're um, going to get into the top 15. Yeah, they knocked off Michigan State, who was number three in the country at, at the first playoff rankings. Um, so they're going to be um, a team that's going to be difficult to handle. They always are for us anyway, you know, regardless, um, you know, just the way they, they do things over there. But we've got Purdue, ne- Purdue uh, excuse me, Purdue next and then Michigan State. So And then you know, Michigan. I mean, we got to – And then Michigan, yeah. Yeah, right. it's, a it's like a gauntlet, man. It but is. No, but no, back to what you are saying about C.J. Stroud, man. I, I, at the beginning, I, I, I will own up to it. I didn't – I was, you know, upset with him a lot, but – I think he's t- I think he's tough. I think he is the answer to us. But I just it's it's completely switched now. We had at the beginning the offense, you know, the defensive schemes were awful. The offensive game plan today was awful. You cannot have CJ Stroud and it showed bad. Get out of the pocket and scramble and throw on the run. He's not going to He's do that. better when he stays in he's, the pocket. Yes, he's Absolutely. better staying in and stepping up and slinging it. He and did he do that scram- a few times. He did it a few times and we had a bunch of collisions, but every time he got out of the pocket, that's like at the beginning we kept doing little boot bootlegs to the right. I just didn't understand it because he on the run. That's when he threw his interceptions. When he was doing bootleg passes, and he's I, not good at that. I agree with that partially. Um, I think that if I had a flaw for C.J. Stroud, I would disagree, and I think he's not tough. I don't think he's tough at this point. Um, I would argue that you know he could become tougher because and look at the quarterbacks we've had in the past, right? Justin Fields last year in the uh, the playoff game with Clemson took a huge hit. Everybody thought he was going to be done. That was it. But the dude came out, came right back, lit it up. Yeah. I don't see that same fire from, from C.J. Stroud yet. Has he really he even been taken, hit, though? He's taken a couple hits. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, I don't I don't know if it's the, his demeanor or what, but at some point he's going to have to run yeah. to pick up those yards. I mean, yeah. he's got, you know, the ocean parting for him mm-hmm. at times, and he's not running. He's sitting there, you know, rolling out and trying to find somebody to throw it to instead of taking that easy 7, 8, 9, 10 yards. So, yeah. I would disagree that I think that you think he's tough. I don't think he's tough. Well, yet. tough as in I think. He, yeah, I shouldn't. Use you mean tough as like he's tough as know. in he's good. He's good. I'm he talking is about good. Like physically tough and like no, not. Tough. I wasn't meaning physical. I mean he's tough as in he's a he's a good football player. Yeah, I don't. I hundred percent agree with you. He's not physically tough. He because I mean like look, look J T Barrett. I, I'm not the biggest fan of J T Barrett, but J T Barrett's tough man. Yeah. You, you you cannot break his demeanor, nope. his mindset. You know he's gonna come at you. Any way that he can, that's the type of player I think that they need for this group, a leader. I, I just don't see C.J. Stroud as a leader right now. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, it's really going to show in big games like Michigan State and Purdue right. and Michigan. I mean, we're going to see how tough 
how tough physically and mentally he is in the next yeah. three games. And he, Which he went against a, a tough defense today. Nebraska yeah, was Nebraska no does not get credit, man. They've yeah. they I think they've been underdogs in almost every they game they've played. You know, down you know spread by fourteen, spread you know three. I, I honestly think they've covered every time. The, I think they're well coached, but like Renza and I were talking about today, Scott. You know, he's Frost is on. I mean, he's he's, he's fighting his for his job. Yes. Um, but I think he's a good coach. I really do. I just think he's. You know, recruiting is so big in college football. Oh yeah, and I mean, he's he's trying to figure that out at Nebraska. So, uh, so let's finish up the Buckeyes um, and just go into kind of a similar topic, I guess, the college football playoff. Um, the rankings, first rankings, just came out on Tuesday of this past week. Um, so I, I guess I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on you know what you thought of that first set of rankings. Uh, was there anything that surprised you? Was there anything that maybe you would have done differently? Um, Jim, you want to go first? I mean, I. I have the top ten here. I'll read the top ten for you. So you got Georgia number one, eight and zero, right? Everybody knew that was going to be the case. Alabama uh, slides in at number two, seven and one overall in the season. They have a loss to Texas A&M um, on the road, who was unranked at the time. Uh, two lost Texas A&M team. Michigan State at number three. Um, they're eight and zero. They knocked off Michigan. That's their signature win. Oregon at number four, seven and one. They beat Ohio State, of course, at home or at Ohio State. Ohio State comes in at number five, seven and one. Their losses to Oregon. Uh, Cincinnati is at six, eight and zero. Michigan at seven, um, which kind of surprised me to be honest. Seven and one on the season. Oklahoma at eight. They're eight, nine and zero on the season. Wake Forest at nine, and Notre Dame at ten. Uh, any surprises in there for you uh, that you you know didn't expect, or maybe that you thought were? I wouldn't call it a surprise, but I, I there's so much of a double standard with Alabama, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, they, they give it, – it's like Texas A&M is ranked now, but at the time they were unranked. I just, I just think, like, you look at some teams and you, and you go on their overall schedule and you look at what teams were at when they played them, but then you look at other teams and it's like – like UC, for example, you know, I, I root for UC. I'm a high State fan, but w- what I see here is you have – Alabama that lost to an unranked Texas A&M. You have Oregon that beat Ohio State, which Oregon was ranked high. Ohio State was ranked high. So that's kind of a wash in my opinion. But, and the other thing but, with that but is- here's the thing. Oregon got beat by Stanford, who is awful. Right. So it, but, but here's the th- – I mean, so it's like you're saying Oregon's horrible loss to an unranked team and Alabama's un- loss to an unranked team. Those are stronger than UC's undefeated season. We know Ohio State's going to be in the playoff if they win out. They're going to be in the playoff. Michigan 100%. State's out now, I would say. If Ohio State beats them, they will for sure be done. Oklahoma, in my opinion, is going to jump UC now after today's performance because they barely beat Tulsa. UC does not play that tough of a schedule. They have a signature win versus Notre Dame, and that's just because of their conference. But I don't think Notre Dame's that great either. But the thing is – at some point, we have to start giving these other teams credit because at, at the same time, I mean, they worry about blowouts, but as Buckeye fans, I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. We've been blown out in the playoffs. Oh, Michigan yeah. State's been blown out in the playoffs, right? Didn't they oh, get yeah. blown out? They, I think Alabama beat them like 49 to nothing. Oregon has been blown out in the playoffs so by us. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think there's such a double standard with some teams, and Alabama is that team. And I think they're kind of like the New England Patriots. Everybody hates them because they were good when Brady was there and all that. But I, I honestly think Bama, they're such a double standard, man. They lost to a Texas A&M team that was not ranked. And now 
I mean, it's like and they like paved said, their way. Well, like BJ was saying at dinner, um, you know, Texas A&M was playing Auburn today. They got that win. Um, so they're probably going to jump into the top ten yeah. at this point. They're going to they're they're, they're, they're just setting team. them up. Yeah, right. They're a two lost team, but they're going to look at that at the end of the season and say, listen. Alabama lost to number ten, Texas A and M. Exactly, they're loss. not going to look at the at, but but see, they won't give UC that credit for beating a Notre Dame team that was ranked high at that time. They right. won't give them that credit, but yeah. they're going to give Bama the credit of yeah. of um, where a team's at at the end of the year. Not, but Notre Dame's going the opposite direction yeah. now. So it's just one of those things where I think it's a double standard. I mean, well, I think UC's got um, the, in this next week's rankings, they're going to. They're probably going to move up to five, I would say. I don't Michigan think State's, so, dude. I think well, they get jumped. Michigan State's dropping out of the top. Uh, Ohio State's going in. Ohio State's State probably go won't go. I, I don't know if Ohio State goes in. Yeah, they will. I think Oklahoma will get a five and you still say six. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's what I think. I Because Wake Forest lost. Well, you've also got Michigan in front of Oklahoma right now. I, um, I don't think Michigan will because Oklahoma's undefeated, right? They are, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's just my opinion. But maybe they'll say that – I don't know. This committee, man, the way it's all done, it's – it's just hard to follow was, and understand as a fan. Like and you it's can't weird, predict it. I was listening to uh, Zach Smith's podcast. He is the minister of sports or whatever, and he went. He basically went through each member of the committee. He talked about each one of them, what their qualifications were, and I think it's like it's either ten or thirteen people on the committee, and only four of them have had any football experience whatsoever. The rest are either athletic directors with no football background, journalists, or. Uh, there's actually a guy that's uh, like a CEO of some energy company that's on it. You know what it reminds you of? You know what it's it reminds so you of? How how baseball players get voted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, it's like the the Baseball Writers Association. Like people that they, never played baseball. Yeah, people that have never played baseball and they're not voting guys like Barry Bonds into the Hall. Yeah. I mean, I get he did stare, but it's just, that's a similar comparison right there. It's guys like and you it's got also like people you have people that are you know athletic directors that are representing a conference. They're going to be pushing like Gene for Smith's th- been on that committee, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be pushing for the members of their conference to get in there. You know what I mean? Like 100%. even if it's even if it's not like I don't know, you know, on it's a, purpose. It's, it's, it's just politics. like kind of something that you just do. I you think. know, it's one of those things. Like and it's all about money too. People so that, always talk about the SEC, like it's it's the football conference and all that. But look at it this year. The SEC is no stronger than the Big Ten mm-hmm. this year. They have Georgia and Alabama. The Big Ten's got a high state, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, I Purdue. Mean, Purdue, Penn State. Nebraska's a tough team. I mean, so like the Big Ten is a t- is, is a tough conference. But you're gonna you fight know. with that Nebraska. You're gonna go down to the wire with that, right? Nebraska's a three and seven team, but they're a good team. And I I agree. Honestly, I think though, they've been in every game they've played. And that's every the thing. Single I think game. they can be a team like that that you know kind of beats you up a little bit. But and, they you know, could have next week because I'm pretty sure they played Michigan State. Uh, two weeks ago, which mm-hmm. they, they played Michigan last Ren, week. Ren, so. we talked about it today. They, they I mean, they shot themselves in the foot. They could have oh, yeah. beat Ohio State. I they, mean, they were definitely in the game, yeah, 100%. I mean, so it's it's just one of those things where the the college football playoff and the rankings and the committee, I mean, it, we've all under, we all agree it needs to be expanded because you cannot keep these non power fives out forever. Eventually, because what's the perfect number? But people are losing interest in it. I mean, if you're not a power five football fan, which, most people in our state are Buckeyes fans, but right. you know there are other teams out there, man. So, like, if it's just about the Power Five, why even have these other teams in the discussion? You know, this what I mean? is the other issue too with the playoff, how it is currently, the the committee and all of it. It's, it all goes through ESPN. All right. Yep. Now that doesn't make sense because I mean, now to be fair, on the other end of things, Fox Sports is a is a Big Ten network, right? I mean, they support the Big Ten. ESPN supports the SEC. They have contracts with each other. 
the college football playoffs all go through ESPN. So if Fox was involved in this this whole, we'd deal, probably be there'd be more influence from the Big Ten and, and Midwest teams like that. But because ESPN has such a large part in this, that's why I think the SEC dominates. The, I, I also season. feel like about every year, but one Ohio State has shot themselves in the foot, they have, and they've and they've been on and that outside year. looking in. Like the year we won the Natty, we were like 14th in the country at the first ranking or something like that, weren't we? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think I, so. We lost week two to Virginia Tech. Yeah, and had to climb back up. Yeah, and we were all bummed about that. And we've been in that situation chance. many times. And yeah, it, it was a it was a situation too where like we didn't know if we were going to get in because TCU was sitting there yeah. undefeated, I think, and we yeah. got in over them and they yeah. were undefeated. So I mean, it's it's like you know Ohio State has been in this situation before, so I'm not worried if they went out. They very well could lose one of the next three. I mean, it's possible yeah. they could lose more than one. I hopefully that the offense can get it together because the defense has stepped up in a lot of ways. You know it's really crazy, crazy. You know what the craziest thing is? And I'm going to knock all this wood on this table. Um, but uh, Ryan Day has not lost a Big Ten game yet. I know. That's crazy. Wait, he hasn't lost a Big Ten game? He has not lost a Big Ten game in his career at this point. This is, what, his third year or fourth year? Going into third. Four. I think it's third. Third well, year. if you count his two games, then. Yeah, yeah he's not lost a Big Ten game yet, which is pretty impressive. I mean, you're yeah. talking about two I mean, he's, he's definitely a solid coach. I'm starting to think he's a little getting too conservative at times for me, but. Yeah. I think the offense definitely has looked very vanilla the past two weeks. Uh, it's it's almost like, it, like I don't know if you remember the Northwestern a Big Ten championship game. I don't know if you remember watching that, but we threw the ball like sixty times in that game. Yeah, we did today too until the fourth quarter or third and fourth quarter until the second half, I guess, when we got Sermon going, Trey Sermon. Yep. And he went off for like 300 yards in that game. And Ohio State's we got. We don't get the run going anymore. They it's have like, like the best running back in the country. If, if one not, of the top best. three. Yeah, I mean, I one mean, of the best young running backs in the country, a guy that's only had – I think he has less carries than, like, the quarterback from uh, – who was it? Who was it? Um, oh, uh, Nebraska. He had less uh, carries on the season than the quarterback from Nebraska. That's crazy, too, because he's such a talent. I mean, Right. He should be getting the ball 20 times a game at least, minimum. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on from, from that part. I did want to talk about, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of movement going on in college football right now with – Coaches leaving, coaches being fired, um, coaches getting fired for not getting vaccinated, whatever you want to say. But uh, there's some pretty high-profile jobs available right now. Uh, so you've got LSU, who's going to let go of Eddie O at the end of the season. You've got USC, um, which is you know hasn't been a top-tier program for the last ten years. But I mean, it's you know if you get somebody, it's set in up there that to be recruit, top-tier. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Which I don't know if you've seen the the Twitter. Uh, picture of their their stadium, the stands, like, the last couple weeks, but there's like Empty. 40 people in the stands. It's pretty sad. Uh, then you got Texas Tech, TCU, and Washington State. So those are the big jobs that are available right now, and there's probably going to be a couple other big jobs that are going to open up as well. Penn State, of course, if, if James Franklin leaves, would be a huge job. Um, yeah, because so, he, he's, he's eyed for the USC job, right, which that's I don't what people understand. Say, and it's been said for the last couple years, yeah. That he's, Has he ever won a big game? I don't – I mean, I, he's never beat Ohio he, State. Yeah, I mean. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's crazy that, you know, all these jobs are open. But I don't know who's going to take – who's going to fill them. Like, you've got a lot of rumors pointing towards Mel Tucker at Michigan State going to LSU. That's a big rumor. I'll tell you what. If I was a was one of these programs that was looking for a coach, the guy I would hire is at Boston College right now, Jeff Halfley. Yeah. That dude's a stud of a coach, yeah. man. I think they won – the other night, didn't they? They won last night. Yeah, they yeah. played uh, the red bandana yeah, game. He's last he's night. a he's a great. I miss him as was he OC? Well, 
He's our DC. I know. DC or DC. Yeah, he was, I, he was awesome. You guys might know a guy. We will all know this coach. Uh, he's not having any luck with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. Urban? <laughs> Urban yeah. Meyer? He, he probably – he's not going to come back. But he's, he's not he an wasn't. NFL coach, I can tell you that. No, he's not. They're, they're rough. They, that, that, that was just the, one of the dumbest decisions someone's ever made to go to a team like that. A complete rebuild team, of course, they're going to be bad. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I think he it was might about the challenge. Out, I think it was about the challenge for him, just seeing if he can, yeah. you know. He'll retire after challenge. this year. I mean, he'll... But, I mean, like, if you're him, you're probably never going back to college, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind yeah. of – Yeah. He, 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 He's he, got all the money he needs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's established in Columbus as a Buckeye right. man. So. He, he goes to his bar there. He goes to his bar and gets twerked on and stuff. Yeah. Sorry. But, okay, so – Let's let's talk about the top five jobs in college football right now. What are the top five programs, in your opinion? I'll give you mine first. I think number one, <laughs> this is it's gonna be biased, isn't it? Dang. Number one's a high state to me, and that's only because if you look at overall wins in college football history, Ohio State's number two behind Michigan, who's number one. But it's only like thirty games that separate the two, so Ohio State has more wins. Their, their winning percentage is, is way higher than Michigan's because Michigan's, you know, hasn't won um, as many games recently as Ohio State has. So I'd say Ohio State's number one because of wins throughout history, like program history, and then money, budget, that kind of stuff, facilities, all that. I think Texas is up there as well. I think USC's up there because if you can get recruits in, I mean, California is like a freaking hotbed, man. Texas mm-hmm. and all those guys will come there. Um I don't know if Alabama's a top five job. Like, if Saban's not there, I don't know if that's a top five program to me. Yeah. He's turned it into one. I mean, yeah. if you look at it right now with Saban there, sure. But I would say Notre Dame. You go to Alabama there. for Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Right. You don't yeah, go 100%. there for. Like, you know. I just want to see so badly what it's going to look like when he's gone. Like, I want to see what that looks like. I mean, you can see it. Look back. Was it 2006? I don't think Clemson's a top five job. I don't think that's a top five program in the country. I think it, that recently they've had a lot of success, but throughout history, I don't think they're a top five program. I think the Gators um, are up there. Florida? Mm-hmm. I think the Gators are. Just the, the the location. I would say I would say Michigan would be my five because I think Michigan as a program like the, the historically history yeah, they have yeah. yeah they saw it. And if you can recruit, if you can recruit, you can get a coach. Yeah. You can build a powerhouse there. Don't stay at your kicker's house. Right. Don't go recruit another kid. Rivers. You don't need a kicker. I, I think I th- mine's probably pretty similar. I mean, you could Tennessee, throw Alabama. Tennessee. Texas is definitely in there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I mean. I think any SEC job is going to be a, a job that somebody wants, but yeah. um, I, I would even say that maybe Penn State would be an attractive Actually, job. I throw Oklahoma in there as well. I think that could be a, a big job. Yeah, it's well. going to be an attractive job. Yeah, uh, honestly, I would say probably Texas is the most attractive out of all of them. They're money. a big, they're a big money maker. Yeah, yeah. Um, High State, if it literally is the most brings in the most revenue. From any Ohio State, team. Texas, and Alabama, I think, yeah. are the top. I mean, it was a couple of years ago. I forget what the net worth of Ohio State was, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think all those are interchangeable with a couple different teams are in. But I don't – I mean, I don't think there's enough to even argue about it. I think you're right. I mean, there's yeah the ones you named. Yeah, I agree 100% with you, too. If you're a recruit, where are you going to college right now out of high school? You have an offer from anywhere in the country. Buy, buy, I'm too biased. <laughs> that. Right, State, let's say man. you have an offer from everywhere except the highest State. Where are you going? I'm going to Tennessee probably just because I'm I grew up a Vols fan. Where'd you go, BJ? That's hard. I got. So it depends on the situation, like, but I I I almost I would almost say USC. USC. Hawaii would be really cool. 
yeah. why it would be really cool. I'm going. I'm going to try and figure out, find somewhere that's like warm, but also is a good program. So like USC, not necessarily to me is not a good program yeah. at this point. So I'm thinking SEC. Um, I'm thinking the place like LSU would be. Kirby Smart is turning Georgia around too. Let's not forget that, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia is coming on as a great program the last couple of well, years. Well, they've, they've been good. I mean, they've yeah, never they always, really stepped know, over that. But they also have a history of choking as well. So that's that just, you know, I don't know if we have any Georgia fans that listen to this podcast. I <laughs> highly doubt it, but they do have a history of choking. And so I can see that being a problem in the future. All right, let's move on from college, talk about NFL. Not much to discuss for us. Honestly, I know BJ's got a lot to discuss with his uh, disaster of a franchise he supports. <sighs> Jimmy, you want to talk about our teams? I mean, I, I don't really care. I don't Eagles, really got anything to say. I mean, I, I th- three wins. They I think the this, yeah, I think the Steelers are, you know, the I think the AFC North is probably the tightest and toughest conference in football, um, top to bottom. I mean, the Bengals are probably the biggest surprise, but I think if if Joe Burrow goes one way or another, I mean, if he if he has bad games, they're gonna lose. I mean, they're they already got beat by the Jets. Yeah, I mean, they. I, I think the the Browns. I think. I still think the Browns are probably the most talented team in the division, them and the Ravens. Um, but, I mean, it just depends. I mean, Ben proved that he can still beat Cleveland. So, I don't know. I mean, you do, you just don't know. I mean, any team can be beaten on any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Yeah. That's what I'll say about the AFC North. Where's that be Jacob? Where's he signed? I don't know, man. I, it's just crazy. Blockbuster probably deal like couch. that. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got to clear waivers on Monday, so yeah. you know, I mean, a team like the Lions or somebody could get him. I mean, he's got to clear waivers. So you know, I remember after week one, I, we I think on the last episode you were on, we talked about our Super Bowl Super Bowl predictions, mm-hmm. um, and it, I think mine was the Bills and the Packers. And after week one, that's a good prediction. After week one, someone one of you said something. I think it was you said something to me about that because I think the Packers got beat like thirty eight to. Well, the, the Steelers beat the Bills season. week one, and the Bills lost yeah. too. And you're like, sure, you want to stick with that pick? But here we go. Bills are in first place in the AFC East. They're five and two. Uh, Ravens in first in the North, like Jimmy said. The Titans in first place in the South. But they They're good, dude. Henry, but they yeah. just lost Derrick Henry, which is brutal for them. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Derek most Carr. underrated player in, in NFL is Derek Carr. I'll say it. Our he is first the place. most underrated player. I would take and him. And that's a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs, who are both, I thought, would be really good. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, he's he just looks horrible. Uh, and then the NFC, you've got Dallas, 6-1. and one. They're pretty good. I mean, I, honestly, I hate Dallas, but yeah, they're, they they're a good team. Um, they're even winning games when Dak's not playing. Uh, you got Green Bay at 7-1. and one. You got uh, Tampa Bay, 6-2. and two. They're always going to be... You know, somebody you have to look out for with Tom Brady. And then the Rams and the Cardinals, both 7-1 and one in the West. Those are Honestly, bro, I, after watching football halfway through here, I think I think the Green Bay Packers are the best team in football. I mean, they're so? good, dude. They're, they're, Aaron Rodgers is good. I, I, I don't yeah. really like him, but he, he's, he's good, man. He's I mean, amazing. He, he's a gamer. He's a competitor. He doesn't care what people think about him, obviously. Um yeah. You know, he's he's uh, immunized or whatever. So. <laughs> he's yeah. Okay. Um, so NFL, there's not really much for us to you know talk about. We we do that um, quarterly show with Lucas Polly on the fantasy football perspective. So we'll be dropping our dropping our info on there here in a couple weeks. I'm sure um, yeah. once we get to the three quarters of the season, is that probably two it? more weeks or so. Three more. more weeks. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to check that out. But uh, next thing I want to talk about, Jimmy, uh, this is more of a topic for you. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds offseason move you've seen so far. 
So uh, Wade Miley was placed on waivers, and he's signing with the Chicago Cubs uh, after a great year for the Reds. He threw a no-hitter last year. Uh, <laughs> shaking your head. Uh, Nick Cassianos uh, opted out of his final two years of his deal. I think the Reds are going to place a qualifying offer, but he's they offered him eighteen that. million. He's not going to take it. He can Why probably get he? what 25, 25 yeah. 26 million. Um, not sure what's going to happen with Sonny Gray. He's probably not going to come back. Um, traded so Tucker. Like, traded Tucker Barnhart to the Tigers. I don't even know anything about the guy they got in that deal. He's an infield prospect, I think. But uh, what do you think so far? I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious that they're going to try and rely on their their dump. System. It's called salary dump. Is what yeah. they're doing. They're trying to. Does uh, the only thing that, uh, does he survive that salary dump? Because he's he's owed some money as well. well I hope they Shogo get, Akiyama trade him, that. Trade Mustakas. He's been about worthless. But you know, I I don't know, man. It, it's just the the franchise that the Reds are. I mean, they go through this and then they they get a decent team. They don't offer anybody a contract to extend them unless you're Joey Votto. And I think that's why I had such a strong dislike toward Joey Votto. Not because I don't like him as a player but because he's the only one they've ever given money to in my life. And it was a horrible contract. I mean, it was, it was like 12 set, years, 212 yeah, million or something was, like that. It was a horrible contract. But I, I the thing I don't understand about, about uh, the Reds is, you know, like uh, Wade Miley. They say Dick – or not Dick Williams. Nick Carl said that they shopped him. They were going to trade him. Well, the Cubs played it smart and had no interest, and then they pick him up on waivers. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like – so now we got to actually go against this guy, and and we got we got to go against him, and it's like now we got to – he's going to pitch against us in the division. So I, I just don't understand the team. They traded Tucker, which, you know, I, I don't hate it because it's Tyler Stevenson's time. Um, I don't I don't know what they're going to do, man. they got to get pitching. Uh, they definitely got to figure things out. Uh Castellanos, obviously, they're probably not going to get him back. So it was fun to watch him while it lasted. He's been one of the best players, you know, that we've seen. Jesse Winker probably doesn't have another year like he did, and he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, I saw Senzel's back on the forty man, so I don't know if they're going to trade him or keep him. I mean, even if you're a a Nick Senzel like or dislike, whatever you think of him, uh, the Reds have not handled Nick Senzel right the entire time he's been in the system. No, Uh, so I I don't know what's going to happen with him. They're a very frustrating team to root for. I will say that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Sell the team, Bob. Hashtag sell the team. Sell the team. Yeah. If you're Jesus. not going to spend the money, man, though. Yeah, they, I get it. They were on the doorstep of being a playoff team. I mean, this the, is team what's going to happen is they're they're continuously going to lose fans. Cincinnati is a baseball town. I mean, it's yeah. you know it's it's the first ever baseball team. There's a lot of history in Cincinnati with the with the team, but what's happening is we've never had an owner that was willing to spend money. I mean, I've seen sports writers that are hating on the Reds right now that don't ever hate on the Reds, like just don't understand the moves. I mean, I don't know if they're setting themselves up. They're basically saying that they need to reserve salary and they need to lower their salary. For what? I have no idea. It, they just got to – like I'm, another rebuild. How how many times in 10 years can you rebuild a team? I can't remember who it was, but someone was tweeting about how um, all of the teams in Major League Baseball just got some kind of cut from some kind of deal with the network. To where like they're making probably enough money to keep things going just off of that, to where they can spend money, but they're not spending money. So is it like he's trying to know. save money? Like is he as a Reds broke? fan? I feel like we have a good year, then we have a rebuild. 
year for a couple, well, I mean, then we have a good look year. Look at the positives, though. There are a couple positives. You have two young guys that should be studs for a long time. You got Jonathan India, who won rookie of the year. You got Tyler Stevenson. Those two should be studs for a long time. And I did work I, out. I did see that Lodolo and Hunter Green are both going to be competing for spots in their rotation this year. So there's two so younger guys. There, there's a lot of young stuff. I mean, Suarez, I can't imagine he comes back, but I, I figured they'd trade him. I mean, he had a horrible year. It was the worst year I've ever seen. I yeah. think he finished the year at 199 batting average. Kyle Farmer's probably going to be back. Does that mean yeah. that? Well, uh, and I'm okay with that because Kyle Farmer, he's a guy that wants to win and wants to be there. I would like guys like that every day that go out and play hard. Yeah. What about Jose, though? Barrera. I, I don't. Or did he change his name? He maybe his name. he'll, uh, maybe he'll go to third. I I don't know what's going to happen. Barrera's his name. Yeah, Jose Barrera. I mean, Shogo is older. I don't. I can't imagine. I, there's I there's just was, a there's just a that lot was a bad of things. Idea when he came in initially, yeah. he's a 33 year old uh, rookie. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of things, man. That you know, who's going to play right for you? Is it breaking your heart? Talking yeah, about the Reds? it does. Like, I'd like to move on. <laughs> I mean, it is only uh, November. And we're talking yeah. about the Reds. They don't start till what? And I'm depressed already thinking March. about it. Yeah. But if you ask me in March, I'll probably tell you they're going to go to the World Series. So That's true. You told me last year it was – you were pretty close last year on your, your game predictions. I think you said 90 wins. Was it 90? The Reds surprised a lot of people last year. I they had 89 that. wins last year. So. Something like that. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad on your, your guess there. Um, so moving on from that, do we, do we want to do a deer hunting update? I mean, we, we've been out in the woods a couple times. We're going this week coming up. Yeah, we've been three or four times. Had some big ones out there today. I had two nice bucks, yourself up five a and ten bit. yards. I've been mad about it all day. Passed on one shooter to wait on a bigger one and got got caught, got busted, so wasn't able to get a shot off. So, but it's fun. I mean, our my property there in Frankfurt, it's it's honestly like a deer highway through there. So, we've yeah. been seeing a lot of deer. Uh, gonna be going here so this, this week. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, We're it's fun. Man. It's peak something right now. BJ, you been out in your stand? Oh, yeah, man, uh, wearing my camo and looking some turkeys and stuff. BJ went out with me once. I had him all camoed up. <laughs> yeah, I was camoed all out. It was, it was, I mean, it's cool to sit there for that? four hours and not see anything, but <laughs> I couldn't do it alone. I'd have to go with somebody. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like just being out in the peace of nature? No, I don't like bugs and stuff. You don't like bugs and stuff? I don't like bugs. I don't, I don't like the camp. I don't like, I mean, I guess if you have a big camper, if you can sleep inside of it, but. I mean, the outdoors don't do nothing for me, man. So you wouldn't sleep in a tent. So who's mowing your yard when you get married and have a house? I mean, I mow my yard. <laughs> I'm just talking about like the woods. I'm I'll, just joking. You know. But I, you're, I not, you're not gonna take your kids. Huh, it, I mean, I went with Jim that one time. Though. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I'm just so chilled. You're not gonna Relax. take your kids camping and stuff from there, little. I I never went Roast camping. Roast some marshmallows on the fire. I mean, if we have a house, I'll do a little fire pit. Roast some marshmallows. There you go. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, so we're gonna be going out there in the woods. Hopefully, we both pull one in. Jimmy, Jimmy uh, has been beating himself up all day today about the the, sh- the shot that he did not take. Um, I know he's he's sick to his stomach about it. So hopefully, next next time we're out there, we'll, we'll get another opportunity. Um, so let's get to the reason we're all here tonight in my house. UFC 268. Excited, it's a man. big time pay per view, headlined by Kamara Usman and Colby Covington. The rematch. The welterweight championship of the world. This is a this is a huge card, man. It's a big card. It's a, a lot of exciting fights on this card. Um, I know, I know. At least BJ is dropping some some money on this. Jimmy, you, you in with anything on this? 
I mean, my priorities have changed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to drop some money, some diapers, some, some formula. Yeah, they got to buy diapers, wipes, and formula now. So. We got to pay him out on fantasy football through diapers now. Um, so are we in the main card? No, we're, no, we're still at the prelim. I was going to say, it's only eight, I don't know why it's not on your TV. It's on my phone. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you got to change this, the ESPN. It says this event has ended. Um, but uh, so the main card, we'll just, we'll just talk about the main card. Actually, there's a couple of good fights on the on the prelim. Oh yeah, as well. that Ian Gary, he just came out. He's uh, they call him the future. Is his first fight. He looked rough at the beginning, but he knocked that guy out. So really, yeah. We got, got Edmund Shabazian and uh, I don't even want to attempt to say this guy's name. Nasordine Imav. Imavov, that's what's fighting right now. I got a bet on Imavov. Okay, so they're fighting. Then you got Phil Hawes and Curtis, Chris Curtis, uh, Al Iaquinta, which is you know a pretty well known guy. He fought yeah. fighting Bobby Green. I can see him pulling up the upset. And then you got Alex Pereira and Andres Michalides fighting <laughs> the, the uh, prelims finals. Then the main card comes, and the main card I'm really excited for. You got uh, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler are leading that card off. Uh, Jimmy, your favorite fighter is Justin Gaethje. What? Why is he your favorite fighter? Because he swings. Because he swings? Yeah, he goes for the fences, man. He is a bad dude, but if you look, like I said to you guys earlier, if you look at his fights, uh, a lot of his losses come to wrestlers, man, and Michael Chandler's a pretty good wrestler, man. So. Well, so is Justin. I mean, they were both. I mean, they're uh, both college state wrestlers. College wrestlers, but I, I think. Well, I think. I think. Um, I'm pretty sure Michael Chandler was Division One. I. I don't know if Justin yeah. Gaethje was. I don't think he was. I think he might have been. He, uh, so? Chandler went to Mizzou. I, I know that. And I think Justin Gaethje was Northern Arizona, but I don't know if that's D1 or not. It's just crazy how he doesn't really use his, his wrestling. You never see it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the main events, or the, the, the main card, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, big fight. Then you got Rose, Nami Yunus, and Wiley Zhang. That's a big yeah, fight as well. That's a big rematch. fight. Um, last fight, Rose, head kick, first round. That was surprising. I did yeah. not expect that. So Rose that. is the form, Rose Nami Yunus is the former strawweight champion. She had lost her belt, um, and she got it back. So this is the second time she's had it, as BJ's watching this fight. Oh, so talking to me. Um, I'm listening. So this is a, the second time she's had this this championship uh, belt, and Wiley has never lost until Rose, so she's getting the rematch. So yeah, that's going to be an exciting fight to watch. But I think the biggest one is the main event. Uh, oh, Usman and Colby Covington yeah. and Kamara Usman's huge. Yeah, um, first fight was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Uh, again, two guys who were wrestlers, uh, pretty high quality wrestlers, but instead chose to stand and and, and trade. Go blows, man. And it went it went to five rounds. Uh, Kamar Usman got the finish in the in the uh, fifth round, and he was the, he was already the champion at the time, so he retained his his title. And he's looked even better since. I mean, he's knocking guys out left and right. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. Oh, he got Gilbert Burns. He knocked yeah Gilbert Burns out. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, Usman. Usman did. Usman, yes. Okay, I thought you said Covington. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah Covington, I knew that. Covington's only fought once since they fought two years ago, and he fought Tyron Woodley. Well, was it because the broken jaw? Is that what it was? No, I think it, he was trying to get the rematch is what he says. I don't know if you've <laughs> listened to him talk. I don't know, man. Usman's cleared out that division. This is the only fight you can really make for him right now. Yeah. I don't know who else. The only one you could see him go to is uh, is Aydasana. The only one I could see, but he won't go fight him. He will not go fight him for some reason. Well, they said the other day, because they're from the same country, they're like friends. Yeah, it's, but, they won't. But I saw the other day that they came out and said that if the UFC paid them $100 million, they'd do it. 
So, yeah, that, that would, would never happen. F- but. That would be a mega. Oh, yeah. That would, sure. be, that would be one. That, everybody would buy that pay-per-view, man. But 100%. $100 million, you, Dana don't even want to pay him 30000 so. Right. I don't know what they're making per pay-per-view, but, yeah, for sure. Um, so any any thoughts on the main event? Who are you taking? What do you think, Jimmy? You got? Have you watched DC fight before? Who? Yeah, I I watched. Kamar Usman and Colby the, Covington. Watched the first one with you. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Usman is. I mean, he scares me, dude. <laughs> I, I think he'll win. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know a lot about him, but I, I Usman just by watching him the last time. He's. Like, and are you taking Usman as well? Yeah, man. I, I mean, after watching the first fight, weird. it was it was blows, but. Usman yeah. just on. It's kind of weird because it's like they've taken uh, the same paths since they fought the first time. It's like Kamar Usman went with a new coach. He looks even better than he did before. And Colby Covington left his team, and he's with a new team. So he looks even better than he did before. So it's, it's like, I don't know. They're pretty similar. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Hopefully it's a good fight. Who you got? <sighs> you want Kobe to win. I mean, I would not be mad. I just would like to see a change because I think, you know, yeah. Kamara's been dominant for so long. I'd like to see a change. I want to see – I honestly, I want Kobe to win so we can see a third fight. I think that's I, what I was about to say. The third one would be even better. Yeah, that's what I was about to if say. If it's split, yeah. I can see one. It'd be yeah. cool. Money-wise, thinking about it money-wise, that's almost like guaranteed to happen if they uh, both want a lot more money. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. I, I thought you meant, like, if you're taking the money rigged, line on it. Rigged yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the smart money goes to the Usman, obviously. looks so good, but I don't know, man. I, I, I think I'm more excited for the Justin Gaethje fight. I think that's going to be a banger. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. I think it'll be a, a, a bloodbath um, if Gaethje can, can, you know, withstand the wrestling of Chandler. I think it's going to be fun fight to watch. Um, so that's all I had on my docket. Anybody else got anything you want to throw in? Just have some conversation here. Oh, man, just Jimmy had his baby. I haven't seen you guys in a while, so glad yeah. to see you guys. Jimmy had his baby. Did he have the baby? Jimmy watched his baby be born. Yeah. We, okay. <laughs> What'd you think about that, by the way? Watching your, your child be born. Was that an experience that you'll never forget? Yes. I mean, I'm talking about like the, the actual seeing him like, yep. come out. Yep. Yeah. I told you. I told you. I tried to it's warn one of those things that, you know, I told myself a million times I would never look. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a very queasy person, and yeah. birth is not—it's not for the the, the weak stomached. Right. Uh, but honestly, man, it was the best feeling ever watching all that. So yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was different for sure, but uh, very, very cool. Very happy. So just glad yeah. it's glad it's over. Glad Molly's good and he's good. Ready to enjoy. What are you, what are you most excited for? None of these here. What are you? What just. Are you, Spending time with him, I mean, like it's it's weird because you know you you know you go through life, your relationship, your marriage. Here's the weirdest thing: it's like you know she's pregnant, and you know she's pregnant, and you know a baby's coming, but then the baby actually comes, and it's like, what the heck? Like, you got to ta- I got to take care of this thing, right? And so I was telling BJ because he was asking me what it was like, and I was like, honestly, it's just kind of like it's like an instinct, like you just know, you know how to care for him and how to love him and take care of him and. I mean, it, it really is one of those things where it's like a, you know, you always hear people say love at first. I mean, you, you love your kid. I mean, you know, he's he's the greatest thing that's ever happened that I've ever done. So yep. it's awesome. Love the getting, ready, boys. Ready for the My guy. Time. I don't know if we're ready for that yet, but we'll we'll, we'll see how number one goes for a while. What, man, it's, oh, my 
gosh. I, my wife and I, I don't think we slept together all week because it's like I'm in Bones or Molly and I haven't slept together in a while because, you know, uh, obviously you got to be up with them every couple of hours. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's different. It's an adjustment. But BJ, you ready for kids? You go through it No. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> someday. Maybe someday. Dude, he's sub- tried to submit him like 20 times. I'm sorry. Someday I'll be ready. I mean, I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I want to. I, I want to find the right person. Is this you know the I mean? first? Is this the first uh, fight? No, this is one of the fights I got. But did you win your first one? I've won two. You won two, so you're mm-hmm. trying to get that grand prize too. Yep, and he's getting choked. Do you need a finish? No, I just need Shabazian not to win. I need Imov on top, who's getting the crank on him. Oh, he's good. He's good. I think you're all right. So, all right, so. Uh, we're finally back. Jimmy's finally back. We're glad to have him back. Hopefully, I don't know how this is going to work out, but hopefully we can do some episodes here in the future and get some people on that, you know, I've, I've kind of hit my list. Dawson, obviously, is still out there, and I've talked to him several times, but it's been tough to, because he's got kids too, man. It's, it's tough to find time. And he, I think he works on Saturdays, every other Saturday. Yeah, he something. works weekends, yeah. But it's been tough to find time to get people, you know, that I want to get on here to talk about. Um but I mean, if you have, if you have any suggestions, either you guys of people to come on, or if anybody listening wants to come on, I just want I want to have conversations. I want to keep this thing going because yeah. I I enjoy it. I don't know if you guys do. Anything. I love it, man. I enjoy it too. I love being on here with the guys. Appreciate you guys, guys. Always having me on. Is that nervous team. that you're gonna lose this? Fight? I'm nervous, man. He's on top of him. Look, got him bleeding. Is that Shabazian? Shabazian's on bottom. The Emov is on top. Oh, you got Emov? Yeah. <laughs> is is this your favorite thing to bet on? Is UFC your favorite? Oh, I love UFC, man. I won that, I won that 10,000. 10, not bragging or nothing, but I won 10,000 on that. Vandal yeah, won that not, one. Night, not so. bragging. Is it your, but it's your favorite to like bet on because you can like watch it live and it's like. Oh, yeah. It's the I best. mean, football's, football is one thing, but it's like this is like individual. Like, football's you, fun. Anything can happen in fights. And, you know, fluke things happen. But if you do your research enough, man, I'm telling you, you can you can win some money in UFC. That Everybody in Vegas loves betting on fights. And I can see why, because, I mean, this guy's getting you, pummeled. Do you have a problem with it already? Or? No, he just no. finished him right now. How about that? Is it over? Is he 3 yeah. Wow. Big, or, big night for BJ yeah, Allen in store. Big night for me. All right, so uh, this has been the Legacy Lineup. Hopefully we'll be back in a couple weeks with somebody to talk to and get some perspectives from. Jimmy's been gone, and I've missed him so much. He's, he's just my <laughs> he's my favorite guy, James <laughs> Ivan Barnett III. Looks um, like he's ready for a nap, all this Waking up he probably is. The dude slept one hour. He told me he slept one hour last night. Can you believe that? He slept one hour. I did get a nap though. Dude, I went to bed at like a ten, and I, you know, I slept like five hours. But it's like, you freaking slept one hour? That's insane. One hour and thirty minutes, roughly. That's insane. Oh, I don't know how you. I don't know how you're standing here. You should be laying on the ground asleep right now. I'd like to be so. Because I remember like one night I, when I was a kid, I stayed up all night at Tyler Anderson's house for a sleepover. And the next day, like I just slept all day long. Like I could not stay awake. It's physically impossible. I don't know how you're awake. That's like coming back. I never had jet lag before, but coming back from Vegas this last time, man, I was when I got back here, man. I've I've never been that exhausted ever. Coming back from Vegas, I didn't know it was a real thing. Jet lag. It is. It's real, man. I, Why? Because the time change or what? It's it's the time. I don't know. Time change. I, I Can mean, you not sleep on an airplane. I've never slept. I've never been. No, I can't. I, I I've. It's hard to sleep. It's on hard. One to, of yeah, especially when you're. See, in the my middle wife and, was talking about wanting to do a Hawaii trip for our ten years, and I told her the flight's like, what'd you say, twelve hours? 
or something like that. It's long. No, it's not that long, but it, well, it might be. I don't. I don't I remember. Think it is twelve hours. It sucks. Yeah. It does suck. What do you do the entire time? Sit there. These are bigger airplanes, though. Like they go that far. So like you got like a TV in front of you, like on your seat, and you can watch movies and. It wouldn't be that bad. Eat and say, dude, it sucks. Is it better than riding in the car? For sixteen hours to Florida. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. You you, I know you. You would be miserable. Yeah, it's miserable. You would hate it. Flying like to Florida or Nashville or yeah, Chicago, awesome. Anything over th- flying to Vegas is pretty rough, man. Vegas is like three hours, three three and a half, four, depending on what you're getting. Yeah. It's only that. I thought it would be like eight hours out there. No, man. man it's it's worse than you think, though, man. Especially when you're sitting on a cram plane. But you got to think there's the time change too. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But all right, well, <laughs> so I guess we'll cut this off because let's wrap this thing to, up. Wrap it up. We're trying to watch this UFC card. So uh, once again, this has been the Legacy Lineup. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by Lakeside Real Estate and Auctioneers, LLC. Totes McGoats Bar and Grill. Our barbecue is the goat. And the fantasy football perspective on YouTube.